Hello, I'm Rob Gentili. On today's podcast, I'll be discussing and predicting tonight's upcoming UFC heavyweight fight between Francis Ngannou and Junior Dos Santos. Both knockout artists. Junior Dos Santos coming off two second round KOs versus Derek Lewis in his last fight and his previous fight before that, Tai Tuivasa. Junior Dos Santos is 35 years old. He's a legend in the sport, former champion. He has great boxing, has a great chin. Dos Santos is one of the best boxers we have seen in MMA for just pure hands. Francis Ngannou, 32 years old, two first-round KOs versus Cain Velasquez in his last fight. It just took him 26 seconds to get a KO. And in his last fight before that versus Curtis Blades, he finished him in just 45 seconds. He has a great chin also. He has the world's hardest punch over 129,000 units. Highest recording ever. My prediction for this fight is I see them standing and trading and exchanging and throwing bombs right away. Right when the fight starts. I see Nganu catching him early. And KOing Dos Santos. They both have very, very good boxing, but I feel Dos Santos's chin will not hold up against Nganu's power. Nganu hits very, very hard, and I see him catching Dos Santos early and KOing him. He's coming off two first round knockouts. He just finished Cain Velasquez, former legend, former champion, in just 26 seconds. And his previous fight before that, he finished Curtis Blades in just 45 seconds. So my prediction is a first-round KO for Francis Ngannou. Hello, I'm Rob Gentili. On today's podcast, I'll be discussing the upcoming UFC welterweight fight between Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren. Classic striker versus wrestler, Game Red Masvidal is coming off a second-round KO victory over Darren Till in his home country of Liverpool. Ben Askren is coming off a controversial win versus former champion Robbie Lawler. I see this fight being as who can oppose their will. Can Ben Askren get the takedown on Jorge Masvidal? Can he impose his will and take him down? Or can Jorge Masvidal stop the takedown and outstrike Ben Askren on the feet? We all know he has a very, very big advantage over Ben Askren in the striking department on the feet. Ben Askren, in every one of his fights, he's going for the takedown. We know what his game plan is. He's going to go for the takedown versus Masvidal. So, can Masvidal stop the takedown? I think he can, because in previous fights versus Damian Maia, who's who's a very good black belt in jiu-jitsu, he stopped his takedowns a lot in the second and third round. If he can do that to Ben Askren, find a way to stop his takedowns and tire him out in the later rounds, I see Masvidal stopping Askren in the later rounds. Hello, I'm Rob Gentili. On today's podcast, I'll be discussing the upcoming UFC welterweight fight between Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren. Classic striker versus wrestler, Game Red Masvidal is coming off a second round KO victory over Darren Till 
in his home country of Liverpool. Ben Askren is coming off a controversial win versus former champion Robbie Lawler. I see this fight being as who can oppose their will. Can Ben Askren get the takedown on Jorge Masvidal? Can he impose his will and take him down? Or can Jorge Masvidal stop the takedown and outstrike Ben Askren on the feet? We all know he has a very, very big advantage over Ben Askren in the striking department on the feet. Ben Askren, in every one of his fights, he's going for the takedown. We know what his game plan is. He's going to go for the takedown versus Masvidal. So, can Masvidal stop the takedown? I think he can, because in previous fights versus Damian Maia, who's a, who's a very good black belt in jiu-jitsu, he stopped his takedowns a lot in the second and third round. If he can do that to Ben Askren, find a way to stop his takedowns and tire him out in the later rounds, I see Masvidal stopping Askren in the later rounds. Fourth block, fourth part, Mary, Mother, Guarding the Faith. Urgent considerations for parents. Jesus has warned us with inequivocal words during these years that the world is lost, that it is losing consciousness of God, of sin, and that man has closed himself to God and has opened himself to the spirit of the world to live in the world as a kingdom. However, Jesus has opened our eyes and he has warned us that this is a kingdom of perdition and not of salvation, a kingdom of loss of our souls. And we're bequeathing this perdition in our children, giving them the detrimental examples of our lives. Dear parents, our children may not listen to our words, but they do observe our behavior. They watch us and they imitate us. The smallest detail of our actions do not escape them. The lies they hear us say do not escape them. They listen to our comments. They are aware of the excessive ties that we dedicate to vanities, frivolities. They observe it all and then emulate it. God will judge with severity the poor examples that we give our children. He will cause us to provide an accounting for each stain on their little souls that are there because of us. With great concern, we observe something that is necessary to reiterate. The youth retreat this past October has shown us the reality of their sad lives. Let us consider what is leading our youth towards so great an emptiness in which they find themselves. Why so much depression in the lives of our children? Desperation in the lives of our children. The most significant reason in many cases is the absence of parents preoccupied in winning the things of the world and they do not receive their parents' time and interest. The competitiveness in which parents live within their social circles, the lack of a good example of incoherent lives of parents today is leading their children to participate in numerous vices and therefore leading them towards their ultimate self-destruction. It is crucial as Catholic parents to reflect on and heal the mistakes we make in parenting our children. Children do not need perfect parents, but they do need parents who love them unconditionally and are willing to improve. Children should never be made to choose which parents to love or be expected to take sides. Deep psychological damage is done when a parent tries to align a child against the other parent. Parents, your positive affirmation is fundamental to help foster healthy self-esteem in your child. 
Every criticism or punishment should be countered with 10 positive statements and loving words. Children do not learn by harsh words or corporal punishment. Children learn to respect and listen to their parents because they love them and desire to please them. A child might be angry if he or she is covering hurt, fear, or sadness. Children need a safe, non-judgmental, and loving parent or person to confide in without fear or repercussion. Mothers and fathers, do not fight in the presence of your child. Your children speak of the pain of watching their fathers yelling at their mother's words that cut through their hearts. Shut up, stupid, I hate you. You have nothing to offer. You don't work, so don't tell me what to do. I do whatever I want, and you just need to shut up. You are fat and ugly. I am the boss. Mothers, your children are frustrated and anguished by your nagging, yelling, passive aggressiveness, and use of victimization to solve issues. Crying, screaming, breaking things, and silent treatment are not constructive, and they break down home and make it a living hell. Catholic couples, your children are watching you. Eating disorders may damage their brain, heart, bones, kidneys, and liver. No parents is at fault for their child's eating disorders. But the emphasis on body type and constant dieting is conducive to an obsession with weight. Fathers and mothers who talk about being fat and make fun of those who are overweight are creating an unhealthy, dysfunctional home environment. Family support is crucial for a successful recovery of an eating disorder. Children do not ask to be born. They are your gift to love and cherish. I have heard your child say, I need to be more grateful to my parent. Be careful how you use the meaning of grateful. Your child is concerned that he or she is ungrateful because they do not demonstrate gratitude for your love, nourishment, shelter, and clothing. Your child should honor his mother and father, but love, food, shelter, and clothing are your responsibility. Whether they are grateful or not, if you remember saying, do as I say, not as I do, then you must reflect and know that your children learn from what you do and not what you say. The divorce statistics and abuse of children confirm the sad reality that today's parents live so abnormally consumed with their own lives that they steal the time that should be dedicated to their children. This tragic situation is mostly due to the time they invest in gymnasiums, spas, sports, and reunions with friends. Filled, then they fill their children's lives with iPads, cell phones, Xboxes, television programs, filled with vice, violence, and sexual indecency and all types of bad examples. Children do not receive their sexual identities from their parents. They grow up with twisted identities directing them towards homosexuality and many other ailments. This lack of affection, lack of love, of communication, of time are fatal for children. It is paramount to serving them a miserable future on a silver platter. They are lost and do not know what has directed them towards the perdition. How sad. How this wounds the heart of God. No matter how unpleasant it may be, we are called to confront these subjects. We find ourselves in an actual state of emergency for adults, mothers, and fathers that live in a state of a moral crisis. That is the example of the children, what their children receive. The emptiness which emanates in those that live the unbridled passion to have, to be, for power, resulting in an alarming abandonment of their children. Bullying in general is devastating, and it can be a cause of great suffering for children and adolescents. But cyberbullying has intensified the pain and suffering. 
in an era where children and adolescents are connected to social media and depend on it as a source of making friends and staying in touch, a single negative stroke of the key can change the life of a young person and the family who does not know how to help. Parents become involved. Know where your children are posting and connecting on the internet. Set up parental controls to manage your children's internet access. There are adult predators that are pretending to be young people interested in meeting and befriending oblivious children. They develop a friendship with unknown people, with unknowing children to steal their innocence. These predators develop a bond with your child and groom them to send naked pictures and engage in internet sex. In some very dangerous occasions, the predator lures the child to a prearranged destination for obscure reasons. Your child is exposed to sex in numerous and alternative forms. Television, movies, music, all entice children to lust and believe sex is a means to derive their own satisfaction with no regard to the gift God has given in the sexual act. Many children become curious and seek pornographic sites. These sites are set up as traps to keep those who enter them lured. I have worked with many young people who are confused about their sexuality because of the confusion pornography has caused them. A boy or girl who sees gay pornography and is aroused believe they must be gay. Arousal is a natural psychological occurrence of the body reacting to something that has been protect, processed through senses. Pornography is addictive and very hard to stop. It follows children into adulthood and causes many emotional and relationship problems. The greatest gift a mother and father can give their children is being an example of love, respect, honesty, and trust. Children are watching you. Don't be a contradiction asking of your children what you do not do or worse yet, making parents out of children and children out of parents. Teach your children with the authority, the strength, the truth, and integrity that comes from God and set the righteous example. Adolescents are always going to test boundaries. Permissive parents give the adolescent very ambiguous boundaries, which cause the adolescent confusion and a feeling that the parent does not care. Although it may seem that the child is happy and their friends might think that the patient is cool, the outcome is not good. The child interprets the leniency as uncaring. The authoritative and authoritarian parent both set clear boundaries. The adolescents will test and push boundaries set by authoritative parents, but they know that their parents care enough to keep them safe. The difference between the two is that the most authoritarian parents will severely punish a child who breaks the rules, and the children usually avoid breaking the rules because they fear the authoritarian parent, not because they understand the rule. The authoritative parent will discuss with the child why the rule was set and the consequence of not following the rules. Children avoid breaking the rules because they do not want to hurt the parent. So many of us are busy preparing our lives, our five-year-old children for college and sports, running around town to take them to practice and preparatory classes. Our children must excel and we will do whatever it takes to ensure their future and professional success. Yet we take none or very little time to prepare our children for God. We don't have time to bring them to Mass and prepare their hearts for eternal life. Review your priorities and make changes today. Your children need to help them grow to the healthy young men. Today, give your child a hug and tell them how much you love them. Every day a child dies and a parent mourns that last hug and kiss. Ponder on your role as a parent and step up to the greatest gift God 
has given you to teach. Additional consideration. Mothers, listen well. God will call us to give an account for each immoral example that we provide our daughters regarding the sin of impurity. Ever so sadly, mothers drive their daughters commencing in childhood on the way to impurity by buying them bikinis and wearing them themselves, and often less than bikinis. Instead of dressing our daughters, we are undressing them. What a severe sin in the eyes of God. The calling to be a mother is a holy calling to guide our sons and daughters on the way to sanctity. Taking Mary as an example of purity, of innocence, of modesty, of chastity, of real beauty. Mary, mother of all virtues, do not be the cause for the perdition of the soul of your sons and daughters. Our Blessed Mother weeps at seeing as the mothers in the world motivate their daughters since childhood towards vanity, unnecessary surgeries, inculting them in a false sense of real beauty. This behavior leads to the great sin of idolatry. They are instilling the wrong value that physical beauty is superior to the beauty of the soul, making them believe that these ideas belong to their grandmother's past. We have become slaves of the false values of these idolatries, the word tells us. Woe to those who call what is bad good and what is good bad, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah 5.20 Mary, Mother, Guardian of Faith, pray for us. Fourth block, fourth part. Mary, Mother, Guardian of Faith. Urgent considerations for parents. Jesus has warned us with inequivocal words during these years that the world is lost, that it is losing consciousness of God, of sin, and that man has closed himself to God and has opened himself to the spirit of the world to live in the world as a kingdom. However, Jesus has opened our eyes and he has warned us that this is a kingdom of perdition and not of salvation, a kingdom of loss of our souls. And we're bequeathing this perdition in our children, giving them the detrimental examples of our lives. Dear parents, our children may not listen to our words, but they do observe our behavior. They watch us and they imitate us. The smallest detail of our actions do not escape them. The lies they hear us say do not escape them. They listen to our comments. They are aware of the excessive ties that we dedicate to vanities, frivolities. They observe it all and then emulate it. God will judge with severity the poor examples that we give our children. He will cause us to provide an accounting for each stain on their little souls that are there because of us. With great concern, we observe something that is necessary to reiterate. The youth retreat this past October has shown us the reality of their sad lives. Let us consider what is leading our youth towards so great an emptiness in which they find themselves. Why so much depression in the lives of our children? Desperation in the lives of our children. The most significant reason in many cases is the absence of parents preoccupied in winning the things of the world and they do not receive their parents' time and interest. The competitiveness in which parents live within their social circles, the lack of a good example of incoherent lives of parents today is leading their children to participate in numerous vices and therefore leading them towards their ultimate self-destruction. 
It is crucial as Catholic parents to reflect on and heal the mistakes we make in parenting our children. Children do not need perfect parents, but they do need parents who love them unconditionally and are willing to improve. Children should never be made to choose which parents to love or be expected to take sides. Deep psychological damage is done when a parent tries to align a child against the other parent. Parents, your positive affirmation is fundamental to help foster healthy self-esteem in your child. Every criticism or punishment should be countered with 10 positive statements and loving words. Children do not learn by harsh words or corporal punishment. Children learn to respect and listen to their parents because they love them and desire to please them. A child might be angry if he or she is covering hurt, fear, or sadness. Children need a safe, non-judgmental, and loving parent or person to confide in without fear or repercussion. Mothers and fathers do not fight in the presence of your child. Your children speak of the pain of watching their fathers yelling at their mother's words that cut through their hearts. Shut up, stupid, I hate you. You have nothing to offer. You don't work, so don't tell me what to do. I do whatever I want, and you just need to shut up. You are fat and ugly. I am the boss. Mothers, your children are frustrated and anguished by your nagging, yelling, passive aggressiveness, and use of victimization to solve issues. Crying, screaming, breaking things, and silent treatment are not constructive, and they break down home and make it a living hell. Catholic couples, your children are watching you. Eating disorders may damage their brain, heart, bones, kidneys, and liver. No parents is at fault for their child's eating disorders. But the emphasis on body type and constant dieting is conducive to an obsession with weight. Fathers and mothers who talk about being fat and make fun of those who are overweight are creating an unhealthy, dysfunctional home environment. Family support is crucial for a successful recovery of an eating disorder. Children do not ask to be born. They are your gift to love and cherish. I have heard your child say, I need to be more grateful to my parent. Be careful how you use the meaning of grateful. Your child is concerned that he or she is ungrateful because they do not demonstrate gratitude for your love, nourishment, shelter, and clothing. Your child should honor his mother and father, but love, food, shelter, and clothing are your responsibility, whether they are grateful or not. If you remember saying, do as I say, not as I do, then you must reflect and know that your children learn from what you do and not what you say. The divorce statistics and abuse of children confirm the sad reality that today's parents live so abnormally consumed with their own lives that they steal the time that should be dedicated to their children. This tragic situation is mostly due to the time they invest in gymnasiums, spas, sports, and reunions with friends. Filled, then they fill their children's lives with iPads, cell phones, Xboxes, television programs, filled with vice, violence, and sexual indecency and all types of bad examples. Children do not receive their sexual identities from their parents. They grow up with twisted identities directing them towards homosexuality and many other ailments. This lack of affection, lack of love, of communication, of time are fatal for children. It is paramount to serving them a miserable future on a silver platter. They are lost and do not know what has directed them towards the perdition. How sad. How this wounds the heart of God. 
No matter how unpleasant it may be, we are called to confront these subjects. We find ourselves in an actual state of emergency for adults, mothers, and fathers that live in a state of a moral crisis. That is the example of the children, what their children receive. The emptiness which emanates in those that live the unbridled passion to have, to be, for power, resulting in an alarming abandonment of their children. Bullying in general is devastating, and it can be a cause of great suffering for children and adolescents. But cyberbullying has intensified the pain and suffering. In an era where children and adolescents are connected to social media and depend on it as a source of making friends and staying in touch, a single negative stroke of the key can change the life of a young person and the family who does not know how to help. Parents become involved. Know where your children are posting and connecting on the Internet. Set up parental controls to manage your children's internet access. There are adult predators that are pretending to be young people interested in meeting and befriending oblivious children. They develop a friendship with unknown people, with unknowing children to steal their innocence. These predators develop a bond with your child and groom them to send naked pictures and engage in internet sex. In some very dangerous occasions, the predator lures the child to a prearranged destination for obscure reasons. Your child is exposed to sex in numerous and alternative forms. Television, movies, music, all entice children to lust and believe sex is a means to derive their own satisfaction with no regard to the gift God has given in the sexual act. Many children become curious and seek pornographic sites. These sites are set up as traps to keep those who enter them lured. I have worked with many young people who are confused about their sexuality because of the confusion pornography has caused them. A boy or girl who sees gay pornography and is aroused believe they must be gay. Arousal is a natural psychological occurrence of the body reacting to something that has been protect, processed through senses. Pornography is addictive and very hard to stop. It follows children into adulthood and causes many emotional and relationship problems. The greatest gift a mother and father can give their children is being an example of love, respect, honesty, and trust. Children are watching you. Don't be a contradiction asking of your children what you do not do or worse yet, making parents out of children and children out of parents. Teach your children with the authority, the strength, the truth, and integrity that comes from God and set the righteous example. Adolescents are always going to test boundaries. Permissive parents give the adolescent very ambiguous boundaries, which cause the adolescent confusion and a feeling that the parent does not care. Although it may seem that the child is happy and their friends might think that the patient is cool, the outcome is not good. The child interprets the leniency as uncaring. The authoritative and authoritarian parent both set clear boundaries. The adolescents will test and push boundaries set by authoritative parents, but they know that their parents care enough to keep them safe. The difference between the two is that the most authoritarian parents will severely punish a child who breaks the rules, and the children usually avoid breaking the rules because they fear the authoritarian parent, not because they understand the rule. The authoritative parent will discuss with the child why the rule was set and the consequence of not following the rules. Children avoid breaking the rules because they do not want to hurt the parent. So many of us are busy preparing our lives, our five-year-old children for college and sports. 
running around town to take them to practice and preparatory classes. Our children must excel and we will do whatever it takes to ensure their future and professional success. Yet we take none or very little time to prepare our children for God. We don't have time to bring them to Mass and prepare their hearts for eternal life. Review your priorities and make changes today. Your children need to help them grow to the healthy young men. Today, give your child a hug and tell them how much you love them. Every day a child dies and a parent mourns that last hug and kiss. Ponder on your role as a parent and step up to the greatest gift God has given you to teach. Additional consideration. Mothers, listen well. God will call us to give an account for each immoral example that we provide our daughters regarding the sin of impurity. Ever so sadly, mothers drive their daughters, commencing in childhood, on the way to impurity by buying them bikinis and wearing them themselves, and often less than bikinis. Instead of dressing our daughters, we are undressing them. What a severe sin in the eyes of God. The calling to be a mother is a holy calling to guide our sons and daughters on the way to sanctity. Taking Mary is an example of purity, of innocence, of modesty, of chastity, of real beauty. Mary, mother of all virtues, do not be the cause for the perdition of the soul of your sons and daughters. A blessed mother weeps at seeing as the mothers in the world motivate their daughters since childhood towards vanity, unnecessary surgeries, inculting them in a false sense of real beauty. This behavior leads to the great sin of idolatry. They are instilling the wrong value that physical beauty is superior to the beauty of the soul, making them believe that these ideas belong to their grandmother's past. We have become slaves of the false values of these idolatries, the word tells us. Woe to those who call what is bad good and what is good bad, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah 5.20 Mary, Mother, Guardian of Faith, pray for us. Fourth block, fourth part. Mary, Mother, Guardian of Faith. Urgent considerations for parents. Jesus has warned us with inequivocal words during these years that the world is lost, that it is losing consciousness of God, of sin, and that man has closed himself to God and has opened himself to the spirit of the world to live in the world as a kingdom. However, Jesus has opened our eyes and he has warned us that this is a kingdom of perdition and not of salvation, a kingdom of loss of our souls. And we're bequeathing this perdition in our children, giving them the detrimental examples of our lives. Dear parents, our children may not listen to our words, but they do observe our behavior. They watch us and they imitate us. The smallest detail of our actions do not escape them. The lies they hear us say do not escape them. They listen to our comments. They are aware of the excessive ties that we dedicate to vanities, frivolities. They observe it all and then emulate it. God will judge with severity the poor examples that we give our children. He will cause us to provide an accounting for each stain on their little souls that are there because of us. With great concern, we observe something that is necessary to reiterate. The youth retreat this past October has shown us the reality of their sad lives. Let us consider what is leading our youth 
towards so great an emptiness in which they find themselves. Why so much depression in the lives of our children? Desperation in the lives of our children. The most significant reason in many cases is the absence of parents preoccupied in winning the things of the world and they do not receive their parents' time and interest. The competitiveness in which parents live within their social circles, the lack of a good example of incoherent lives of parents today is leading their children to participate in numerous vices and therefore leading them towards their ultimate self-destruction. It is crucial as Catholic parents to reflect on and heal the mistakes we make in parenting our children. Children do not need perfect parents, but they do need parents who love them unconditionally and are willing to improve. Children should never be made to choose which parents to love or be expected to take sides. Deep psychological damage is done when a parent tries to align a child against the other parent. Parents, your positive affirmative affirmation is fundamental to help foster healthy self-esteem in your child. Every criticism or punishment should be countered with 10 positive statements and loving words. Children do not learn by harsh words or corporal punishment. Children learn to respect and listen to their parents because they love them and desire to please them. A child might be angry if he or she is covering hurt, fear, or sadness. Children need a safe non-judgmental and loving parent or person to confide in without fear or repercussion. Mothers and fathers do not fight in the presence of your child. Your children speak of the pain of watching their fathers yelling at their mother's words that cut through their hearts. Shut up, stupid, I hate you. You have nothing to offer. You don't work, so don't tell me what to do. I do whatever I want and you just need to shut up. You are fat and ugly. I am the boss. Mothers, your children are frustrated and anguished by your nagging, yelling, passive aggressiveness, and use of victimization to solve issues. Crying, screaming, breaking things, and silent treatment are not constructive, and they break down home and make it a living hell. Catholic couples, your children are watching you. Eating disorders may damage their brain, heart, bones, kidneys, and liver. No parents is at fault for their child's eating disorders. But the emphasis on body type and constant dieting is conducive to an obsession with weight. Fathers and mothers who talk about being fat and make fun of those who are overweight are creating an unhealthy, dysfunctional home environment. Family support is crucial for a successful recovery of an eating disorder. Children do not ask to be born. They are your gift to love and cherish. I have heard your child say, I need to be more grateful to my parent. Be careful how you use the meaning of grateful. Your child is concerned that he or she is ungrateful because they do not demonstrate gratitude for your love, nourishment, shelter, and clothing. Your child should honor his mother and father, but love, food, shelter, and clothing are your responsibility, whether they are grateful or not. If you remember saying, do as I say, not as I do, then you must reflect and know that your children learn from what you do and not what you say. The divorce statistics and abuse of children confirm the sad reality that today's parents live so abnormally consumed with their own lives that they steal the time that should be dedicated to their children. This tragic situation is mostly due to the time they invest in gymnasiums, spas, sports, and reunions with friends. Filled then they fill their children's lives with iPads, cell phones, 
Xboxes, television programs filled with vice, violence, and sexual indecency and all types of bad examples. Children do not receive their sexual identities from their parents. They grow up with twisted identities directing them towards homosexuality and many other ailments. This lack of affection, lack of love, of communication, of time are fatal for children. It is paramount to serving them a miserable future on a silver platter. They are lost and do not know what has directed them towards the perdition. How sad. How this wounds the heart of God. No matter how unpleasant it may be, we are called to confront these subjects. We find ourselves in an actual state of emergency for adults, mothers, and fathers that live in a state of a moral crisis. That is the example of the children, what their children receive. The emptiness which emanates in those that live the unbridled passion to have, to be for power, resulting in an alarming abandonment of their children. Bullying in general is devastating and it can be a cause of great suffering for children and adolescents. But cyberbullying has intensified the pain and suffering. In an era where children and adolescents are connected to social media and depend on it as a source of making friends and staying in touch, a single negative stroke of the key can change the life of a young person and the family who does not know how to help. Parents become involved. Know where your children are posting and connecting on the internet. Set up parental controls to manage your children's internet access. There are adult predators that are pretending to be young people interested in meeting and befriending oblivious children. They develop a friendship with unknown people, with unknowing children to steal their innocence. These predators develop a bond with your child and groom them to send naked pictures and engage in internet sex. In some very dangerous occasions, the predator lures the child to a prearranged destination for obscure reasons. Your child is exposed to sex in numerous and alternative forms. Television, movies, music, all entice children to lust and believe sex is a means to derive their own satisfaction with no regard to the gift God has given in the sexual act. Many children become curious and seek pornographic sites. These sites are set up as traps to keep those who enter them lured. I have worked with many young people who are confused about their sexuality because of the confusion pornography has caused them. A boy or girl who sees gay pornography and is aroused believe they must be gay. Arousal is a natural psychological occurrence of the body reacting to something that has been protect, processed through senses. Pornography is addictive and very hard to stop. It follows children into adulthood and causes many emotional and relationship problems. The greatest gift a mother and father can give their children is being an example of love, respect, honesty, and trust. Children are watching you. Don't be a contradiction asking of your children what you do not do or worse yet, making parents out of children and children out of parents. Teach your children with the authority, the strength, the truth, and integrity that comes from God and set the righteous example. Adolescents are always going to test boundaries. Permissive parents give the adolescent very ambiguous boundaries, which cause the adolescent confusion and a feeling that the parent does not care. Although it may seem that the child is happy and their friends might think that the patient is cool, the outcome is not good. The child interprets the leniency as uncaring. The authoritative and authoritarian parent both set clear boundaries. The adolescents will test and push boundaries set by authoritative 
parents, but they know that their parents care enough to keep them safe. The difference between the two is that the most authoritarian parents will severely punish a child who breaks the rules, and the children usually avoid breaking the rules because they fear the authoritarian parent, not because they understand the rule. The authoritative parent will discuss with the child why the rule was set and the consequence of not following the rules. Children avoid breaking the rules because they do not want to hurt the parent. So many of us are busy preparing our lives, our five-year-old children for college and sports, running around town to take them to practice and preparatory classes. Our children must excel and we will do whatever it takes to ensure their future and professional success. Yet we take none or very little time to prepare our children for God. We don't have time to bring them to Mass and prepare their hearts for eternal life. Review your priorities and make changes today. Your children need to help them grow to the healthy young men. Today, give your child a hug and tell them how much you love them. Every day a child dies and a parent mourns that last hug and kiss. Ponder on your role as a parent and step up to the greatest gift God has given you to teach. Additional consideration. Mothers, listen well. God will call us to give an account for each immoral example that we provide our daughters regarding the sin of impurity. Ever so sadly, mothers drive their daughters, commencing in childhood, on the way to impurity by buying them bikinis and wearing them themselves, and often less than bikinis. Instead of dressing our daughters, we are undressing them. What a severe sin in the eyes of God. The calling to be a mother is a holy calling to guide our sons and daughters on the way to sanctity. Taking Mary as an example of purity, of innocence, of modesty, of chastity, of real beauty. Mary, mother of all virtues, do not be the cause for the perdition of the soul of your sons and daughters. Our Blessed Mother weeps at seeing as the mothers in the world motivate their daughters since childhood towards vanity, unnecessary surgeries, inculting them in a false sense of real beauty. This behavior leads to the great sin of idolatry. They are instilling the wrong value that physical beauty is superior to the beauty of the soul, making them believe that these ideas belong to their grandmother's past. We have become slaves of the false values of these idolatries, the word tells us. Woe to those who call what is bad good and what is good bad, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah 5.20 Mary, Mother, Guardian of Faith, pray for us. Fourth block, fourth part. Mary, Mother, Guardian of Faith. Urgent considerations for parents. Jesus has warned us with inequivocal words during these years that the world is lost, that it is losing consciousness of God, of sin, and that man has closed himself to God and has opened himself to the spirit of the world to live in the world as a kingdom. However, Jesus has opened our eyes and he has warned us that this is a kingdom of perdition and not of salvation, a kingdom of loss of our souls. And we're bequeathing this perdition in our children, giving them the detrimental examples of our lives. Dear parents, our children may not listen to our words, but they do observe our behavior. They watch us and they imitate us. The smallest detail of our actions do not escape them. The lies they hear us say do not escape them. They listen to our comments. They are aware of the excessive ties 
that we dedicate to vanities, frivolities. They observe it all and then emulate it. God will judge with severity the poor examples that we give our children. He will cause us to provide an accounting for each stain on their little souls that are there because of us. With great concern, we observe something that is necessary to reiterate. The youth retreat this past October has shown us the reality of their sad lives. Let us consider what is leading our youth towards so great an emptiness in which they find themselves. Why so much depression in the lives of our children? Desperation in the lives of our children. The most significant reason in many cases is the absence of parents preoccupied in winning the things of the world and they do not receive their parents' time and interest. The competitiveness in which parents live within their social circles, the lack of a good example of incoherent lives of parents today as leading their children to participate in numerous vices and therefore leading them towards their ultimate self-destruction. It is crucial as Catholic parents to reflect on and heal the mistakes we make in parenting our children. Children do not need perfect parents, but they do need parents who love them unconditionally and are willing to improve. Children should never be made to choose which parents to love or be expected to take sides. Deep psychological damage is done when a parent tries to align a child against the other parent. Parents, your positive affirmation is fundamental to help foster healthy self-esteem in your child. Every criticism or punishment should be countered with 10 positive statements and loving words. Children do not learn by harsh words or corporal punishment. Children learn to respect and listen to their parents because they love them and desire to please them. A child might be angry if he or she is covering hurt, fear, or sadness. Children need a safe, non-judgmental, and loving parent or person to confide in without fear or repercussion. Mothers and fathers do not fight in the presence of your child. Your children speak of the pain of watching their fathers yelling at their mother's words that cut through their hearts. Shut up, stupid, I hate you. You have nothing to offer. You don't work, so don't tell me what to do. I do whatever I want, and you just need to shut up. You are fat and ugly. I am the boss. Mothers, your children are frustrated and anguished by your nagging, yelling, passive aggressiveness, and use of victimization to solve issues. Crying, screaming, breaking things, and silent treatment are not constructive, and they break down home and make it a living hell. Catholic couples, your children are watching you. Eating disorders may damage their brain, heart, bones, kidneys, and liver. No parents is at fault for their child's eating disorders. But the emphasis on body type and constant dieting is conducive to an obsession with weight. Fathers and mothers who talk about being fat and make fun of those who are overweight are creating an unhealthy, dysfunctional home environment. Family support is crucial for a successful recovery of an eating disorder. Children do not ask to be born. They are your gift to love and cherish. I have heard your child say, I need to be more grateful to my parent. Be careful how you use the meaning of grateful. Your child is concerned that he or she is ungrateful because they do not demonstrate gratitude for your love, nourishment, shelter, and clothing. Your child should honor his mother and father, but love, food, shelter, and clothing are your responsibility, whether they are grateful or not. If you remember saying, do as I say, 
not as I do, then you must reflect and know that your children learn from what you do and not what you say. The divorce statistics and abuse of children confirm the sad reality that today's parents live so abnormally consumed with their own lives that they steal the time that should be dedicated to their children. This tragic situation is mostly due to the time they invest in gymnasiums, spas, sports, and reunions with friends. Filled, then they fill their children's lives with iPads, cell phones, Xboxes, television programs, filled with vice, violence, and sexual indecency and all types of bad examples. Children do not receive their sexual identities from their parents. They grow up with twisted identities directing them towards homosexuality and many other ailments. This lack of affection, lack of love, of communication, of time are fatal for children. It is paramount to serving them a miserable future on a silver platter. They are lost and do not know what has directed them towards the perdition. How sad. How this wounds the heart of God. No matter how unpleasant it may be, we are called to confront these subjects. We find ourselves in an actual state of emergency for adults, mothers, and fathers that live in a state of a moral crisis. That is the example of the children, what their children receive. The emptiness which emanates in those that live the unbridled passion to have, to be, for power, resulting in an alarming abandonment of their children. Bullying in general is devastating and it can be a cause of great suffering for children and adolescents. But cyberbullying has intensified the pain and suffering. In an era where children and adolescents are connected to social media and depend on it as a source of making friends and staying in touch, a single negative stroke of the key can change the life of a young person and the family who does not know how to help. Parents become involved. Know where your children are posting and connecting on the internet. Set up parental controls to manage your children's internet access. There are adult predators that are pretending to be young people interested in meeting and befriending oblivious children. They develop a friendship with unknown people, with unknowing children to steal their innocence. These predators develop a bond with your child and groom them to send naked pictures and engage in internet sex. In some very dangerous occasions, the predator lures the child to a prearranged destination for obscure reasons. Your child is exposed to sex in numerous and alternative forms. Television, movies, music, all entice children to lust and believe sex is a means to derive their own satisfaction with no regard to the gift God has given in the sexual act. Many children become curious and seek pornographic sites. These sites are set up as traps to keep those who enter them lured. I have worked with many young people who are confused about their sexuality because of the confusion pornography has caused them. A boy or girl who sees gay pornography and is aroused believe they must be gay. Arousal is a natural psychological occurrence of the body reacting to something that has been protect, processed through senses. Pornography is addictive and very hard to stop. It follows children into adulthood and causes many emotional and relationship problems. The greatest gift a mother and father can give their children is being an example of love, respect, honesty, and trust. Children are watching you. Don't be a contradiction asking of your children what you do not do or worse yet, making parents out of children and children out of parents. Teach your children with the authority, the strength, the truth, and integrity that comes from God and set the righteous example. 
Adolescents are always going to test boundaries. Permissive parents give the adolescent very ambiguous boundaries, which cause the adolescent confusion and a feeling that the parent does not care. Although it may seem that the child is happy and their friends might think that the patient is cool, the outcome is not good. The child interprets the leniency as uncaring. The authoritative and authoritarian parent both set clear boundaries. The adolescents will test and push boundaries set by authoritative parents, but they know that their parents care enough to keep them safe. The difference between the two is that the most authoritarian parents will severely punish a child who breaks the rules, and the children usually avoid breaking the rules because they fear the authoritarian parent, not because they understand the rule. The authoritative parent will discuss with the child why the rule was set and the consequence of not following the rules. Children avoid breaking the rules because they do not want to hurt the parent. So many of us are busy preparing our lives, our five-year-old children for college and sports, running around town to take them to practice and preparatory classes. Our children must excel and we will do whatever it takes to ensure their future and professional success. Yet we take none or very little time to prepare our children for God. We don't have time to bring them to Mass and prepare their hearts for eternal life. Review your priorities and make changes today. Your children need to help them grow to the healthy young men. Today, give your child a hug and tell them how much you love them. Every day a child dies and a parent mourns that last hug and kiss. Ponder on your role as a parent and step up to the greatest gift God has given you to teach. Additional consideration. Mothers, listen well. God will call us to give an account for each immoral example that we provide our daughters regarding the sin of impurity. Ever so sadly, mothers drive their daughters, commencing in childhood, on the way to impurity by buying them bikinis and wearing them themselves, and often less than bikinis. Instead of dressing our daughters, we are undressing them. What a severe sin in the eyes of God. The calling to be a mother is a holy calling to guide our sons and daughters on the way to sanctity. Taking Mary is an example of purity, of innocence, of modesty, of chastity, of real beauty. Mary, mother of all virtues, do not be the cause for the perdition of the soul of your sons and daughters. A blessed mother weeps at seeing as the mothers in the world motivate their daughters since childhood towards vanity, unnecessary surgeries, inculting them in a false sense of real beauty. This behavior leads to the great sin of idolatry. They are instilling the wrong value that physical beauty is superior to the beauty of the soul, making them believe that these ideas belong to their grandmother's past. We have become slaves of the false values of these idolatries, the word tells us. Woe to those who call what is bad good and what is good bad, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah 5.20 Mary, Mother, Guardian of Faith, pray for us. going to get up. I'm sure Fury's thinking of that, and you can tell he was looking very, very nervous. I see Deontay Wilder knocking him out in less than six rounds.